0: Welcome to Beyond Our Ken. But meanwhile, for those of you who are more easily
1: pleased, it's round the hall. Hugh and Betty together were magic.
0: I
2: know. I know you know. I know you know, I know. Yes, I know. Built, aren't we? Yes, well, there's all sorts of things, aren't there? (laughs) No. Kenneth Williams had us all laughing all through rehearsals.
1: I want to show my gigantic repertoire. Yeah.
2: These great talents all work together. That's due to Kenny Thorne.
0: Well, it's good to know one can bring a little pleasure to the gallant housewives of the nation, particularly at my age. <laughs> the script, believe it or not, was written, and letters of complaint should be sent to Eric Merriman and Barry Toome.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Horn of Plenty in which Jonathan James Moore tells the story behind Beyond Our Ken and Round the Horn, two of the funniest programmes ever produced by BBC Light Entertainment Department.
0: Thank you, Benson. We were thinking of calling the show Plenty of Horn, but then we thought perhaps that sounds like a dubious website. Benson, tell them what we have in store.
1: We have two editions of Beyond Our Ken and two of Round the Horn. We chat with, amongst others, Ron Moody and Bill Pertwee. I delve into the BBC's gander bag of written archives and I read bits of Kenneth Williams' diaries. So mind you
0: keep listening. That will do, Benson. Yes. <laughs> Kenneth Horn started his broadcasting career in the memorable wartime show Much Binding in the Marsh, which just happens to be John Major's favourite radio comedy show. He then went on to make several appearances on Housewives' Choice and on Woman's Hour, which is rather appropriate, as it is said that he had something of a racy private life, and indeed he did acquire three wives. He then went on to compare variety shows, and it was here that he caught the eye, or is it the ear, of radio producer Jakes Brown, a gentleman of Portuguese extraction, Here's star of beyond our ken Bill Pertwee.
1: Kenneth Williams is-he's he's got em all in a cupboard you know-he brings them out <laughs> occasionally.
0: <laughs> I talked to Bill in his local pub the barley-mow and he remembers vividly the character of Jakes Brown.
1: He was a great one for food and wine and so forth. If he was telling you be a bit nearer the mic for that or whatever it was, he'd suddenly stop and say, by the way, have you tried the Caprice? And start telling him a bit of food. And then go right, couldn't remember what he was going to tell us. Bill Pertwee speaking to
0: our host from his local hostelry. Frankly, it's a disgrace. The next man in our story is the scriptwriter, Eric Merriman. And we have here in the studio his son, who is also a scriptwriter, Andy Merriman. Had your father already written for Kenneth Horne?
2: Yes, he'd started writing for Kenneth Horne for um, Henry Hall's Guest Night, the variety playhouse. And he'd actually been providing some material for for Kenneth during that period. Um, And then he was asked to to come up with an idea for a radio show for Kenneth Horne. And he devised a, a format for the show which I think originally he was going to call Don't Look Now. Later it's become Beyond Our Ken. In the BBC's Treasury of Written Archives at
0: Cabersham, I came across the original format. Benson, give us a reading.
1: Don't Look Now, programme suggestion, to Jakes Brown from Eric Merriman. As you know, since I have been working on Variety Playhouse for and with Kenneth Horne, I have felt that his potentialities for a solo comedy series are very strong, with particular emphasis on the style of humour we have built up on Playhouse, and I see the basic pattern of the new show being largely an extension of this, namely that the formula is based on a week in the life of Kenneth Horne, broken into three actual spots, one to vary and the other two constant. In support, we will be able to remain fairly flexible, going for either character actors with a wide range of voices or review artistes. Musically, there will be two spots to break the sketches, However, I have listed a rough synopsis of content for discussion as follows. Suggested title? Don't look now. Opening spot. Kenneth Horne to open with a brief patter routine on My Week, and after a few gags to fade into one particular happening, these being in the vein of what we have already successfully done, such as the opening of a wine festival in Chalfont St Giles, the Kensington and District Working Man's Hunt Ball, the adjudication of a festival of amateur dramatics. Second spot. This is to be the day in the week when Kenneth presides as chairman over a discussion group with a set of characters, some regular, others not, who answer questions, COD, on topics of the moment. Final spot. A regular spot. A day in the week where Kenneth collates the material for his weekly documentary feature, Hornerama. This is where we present, in comedy documentary technique, The facts on various subjects, either straightforward topics such as steel, transport, which are given a humorous treatment, or questions of the day such as wine-gum addiction in the United Kingdom. This particular framework, I feel, does attempt to break away from the routine pattern of sketches, and I think we can get a lot of fun in the Kenneth Horn manner from the apparently important trivialities which Kenneth
2: does so well. Andy Merriman. Well, he'd actually also done some material for Barry Took when Barry Took, I think, it was a, a stand-up, and was doing some work for Henry Hall, and Dad wrote some material for him. Um, in fact, Henry Hall was reputed to have said to Dad, "Well, the material was much better than the performer." Um, <laughs> well, that's all hearsay, of course. Um, so he had uh, he, he knew of him. I think Barry Took was write, was working in uh, Bravington's Jewelers at the time, and um, he asked him to to join him in writing the the show.
0: The cogs in the BBC Radio Variety Department began to whir. 8th of July, 1957,
1: from Jakes Brown to Assistant Head of Variety. Further to my memorandum of June 25th, I envisage a programme as individual and distinctive in its own way as the Eric Barker or Braden shows. Like them, it would not depend on star guests or big names apart from the principal, but employ very solid character people. A first rough breakdown would be... Kenneth Horn, £52, 10 shillings. Five character people say £150. Singers, £59, 17 shillings. Script, say, £70. Total, £332, 7 shillings. There could be music charges varying from nothing to £40 per programme. Jakes Brown.
0: Well, there's always someone in the wrong gear. 22nd of
1: August, 1957 from Assistant Head of Variety to Head of Variety. I do not think this will stand up to a successful series. As a show entitled Don't Look Now, the basic idea does not emerge, and it has little to say in that direction. Therefore, it seems to me the title is nothing but an excuse stringing together a couple of flimsy situations. I think it is not good enough for the following reasons. A. Weak format. B. Comedy writing not strong enough. C. Changes of scene and entries too abrupt. d). Eric Merriman could do better.
0: On the other hand, in September 1957, there's a memo that prophetically refers to Around the Horn as an alternative title. Now, through the magic of Benson's talent, we can hear from the diary of Kenneth
1: Williams. Wednesday, 2nd of October, 1957. Did the Kenneth Horn radio show in the morning and fluffed a line... The script
0: was by Eric Merriman and Barry Took. Very good. And from an eyewitness on that historic day, the script editor of Light Entertainment. 2nd of October
1: 1957, from script editor to assistant head of Variety. Just to say that I was at the trial recording of the above this morning and thoroughly enjoyed it. The fact that the audience around me seemed to be enjoying it too is perhaps more important. I think we have a pretty good potential here. Some witty, offbeat writing. I have always thought Merriman had possibilities. And a very happy cast with Horns' warm and relaxed personality to weld it all together. I do hope this is accepted as a series. Peter Dion Titheridge.
0: All seemed to be going so well, but then disaster
1: struck. 27th of February, 1958. From Jakes Brown to Assistant Head of Light Entertainment... Kenneth Horn was yesterday admitted to a nursing home and all his business and acting commitments have been cancelled. I have therefore suspended all activities concerning the trial programme.
0: Poor Kenneth Horne had had a stroke which left him paralysed. But with his resilience and optimism, he managed to make a startling recovery within just over two weeks and it left him just with a slight limp. On doctor's orders, he gave up his business interests, which included... Chad Valley toys and triplex safety glass. But this left one problem to overcome. 27th of June,
1: 1958. From Jakes Brown to Assistant Head of Light Entertainment.